Welcome to the Jackie and Stacy Show, and I'm Stacy's son Clark, and here to tell you about it. There are two women wrestling with things of this broken and beautiful life. Each week, they will tackle a topic in a transparent, sometimes distracted, but always fun way that hopefully encourages and challenges you. They will break down each topic by looking at it through four lenses, ourselves, God, our people, and our community. They will then they will then give you a task to go forth with. Vaya con Dios. Welcome to the Jackie and Stacy show. I'm Jackie and I'm Stacy and we're thrilled to have you with us today for the interview portion of our series on stress. 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 <laughs> it's not a very happy topic, but it's been a really happy series. I feel like we've had some really great conversations and we've talked through the four lenses. We've talked about how stress impacts us. We've talked about faith. We've talked about our closest relationships and our community. And today we have a really fun interview. I'm super excited about it, so I'm going to let Stacy in, uh, introduce her. Yeah. yeah. So who we have today, bum bum bum, is Monterey County's math teacher Yay! of excellence, <laughs> Carolyn Murphy. Yeah, the crowd goes wild. So awesome. Um, and we're going to talk really a lot about, obviously, because we're interviewing you about who you are and where you've come from, and um, but Carolyn is sort of local. She's from Morgan Hill and has lived here in the area for more than 10 years yeah. in the Monterey area, Monterey mm-hmm. Peninsula area. Um, she's married with three kids and of course she is a teacher. Um, we'll get into some of your volunteering stuff when we talk about our bit on community. Um, but welcome Carolyn. Thank yeah, you. Welcome. yeah, thank you. Everybody says here. welcome. <laughs> Thank you. And she looks gorgeous with this gorgeous color. She's wearing a Eyes turquoise poppy. dress. Yes. <laughs> You'll see it. You gotta look for the picture. It's my favorite color. My favorite color is turquoise. Thanks so. to my sister. She knows me. Oh, oh. that's good. What's your sister's name? Her name's Amanda. Oh, I have a sister named Amanda. No way. See? And a sister in law named Amanda. Oh wow. my goodness. I have no Amanda sisters. <laughs> None. Not one. <laughs> I like the Amanda section on my phone, and I'm just like, what's up? Yeah, there yeah. probably were a lot of Amandas born around the 80s, huh? Yeah, 70s yeah. and 80s. Yeah, yeah, she's born in the 80s. 88. Shout out to all the Amandas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's half of our listeners. <laughs> That's hilarious, and the other half are Amy's. Oh, okay. yes. <laughs> I have a sister named Amy too. See, hilarious. Okay, well, we um we want to start by asking you. Well, first of all, is there anything you want to add to your introduction? Um, so my three boys are, I have Jaden and Wyatt that are twins yeah. and they are nine mm-hmm. and super active and everything. And yeah. Jaden is my every sports kind of kid. And so right now we're in basketball at Boys and Girls Club on Mondays, some Mondays, baseball right now, three to four days a week practices just starting up and football's on Sunday. And no so, big deal. That not at all. You can't just stress you know, at not, all. No, 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 no. Trying to be in two places at once. And then Wyatt's involved in jiu-jitsu. And so his classes now are from 6 to 7. Okay. And so baseball's fun when it's from 4.30 to 6 on the south side of town. And then Wyatt's in jiu-jitsu from 6 to 7. It's trying to figure out how to be in both places at once is exciting. And then I have a 4-year-old who's Wyatt, or is Miles. And so Miles is just turned 4 yesterday. And yeah, he's so mini dated and like involved in all the sports and wants to play on his own basketball team already. And so, yeah, so. so your house is very busy. Very busy. So my sister Amanda also got me this um, pl- a foot mat for the door that says 
says, caution, there's like a lot of boys that live here. So <laughs> you walk in, you can see like, you know, they're, they're kids. Yeah. They're kids, they're boys, there's clothes, there's underwear on the floor everywhere, you know, yeah. like typical crazy household. It's going to start it. getting so, smelly pretty soon. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's not already. They're yeah. lying. And we're like, take a shower. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. like, but I know, I just took one yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I just took one last week. Right. I mean, Especially after football and jiu-jitsu nights, mm-hmm. then I'm just, or baseball, like, all sweaty. Why is, like, wiping sweat off his face after his, like, matches with jiu-jitsu? Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, and then yeah. I have my husband, Cap, and so he's a physical therapist at Chomp, and he's awesome. definitely, like, <laughs> talking about stress, like, my stress reliever, and he's trying to, like, calm me down and, like, reminding me why I'm doing what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and um, definitely tries to, like, get, help me with that work-life balance mm-hmm. because I'm a doer, and I'm a yes, please, what can I do to help type of person. And so I have to really, like, be careful what I say and what I, like, commit to doing. Because if I commit, then I'm going to commit, like, a thousand percent, not just, like, a hundred. And so mm-hmm. I really struggle with overdoing everything. Um, all in. Yeah. It's either I'm in or I'm not in at all. And right. it's hard to say no. Right. Especially when I see the need. I'm like, I know I can do that. Right. I have the skills. I have the talents. Like, I know that's my gift that God gave me to do. But then you have to, like, back off and remember, like, my kids are my priority. My family is my priority. And they're little. And, like, those things are going to be there. And so I have to really, like, remind myself why I'm doing what I'm doing now. And mm-hmm. I need to do it 100% for what I can and then nothing for what I can't. Yeah. And so he's really good at reminding me, like, don't you already have this, this, and this? That is not enough. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I guess that can wait. Mm-hmm. So, so he's really going to bring me back down a little bit and then letting me, like, have that time to be here right now or to be – I'm very social, and so I need to socialize for fun reasons, not just for work reasons. And yeah, so yeah. he's really good at giving me that time, like, he's with the kids right now, and, like, he'll go home and their dinner's figured out, and so he'll feed the kids and put them to bed. So, nice. you know, so that I have, he does that for me. And last time I go to the gym to work out. And I don't have to write about the kids on those nights. And so That's trying to find really that nice. balance, like, he's really a good partner and all of that. Aww. So very lucky. Mm-hmm. Very That's lucky. Really, yeah, really nice. How long have you been married? Did you say that? Uh, we got married in 2008. So what is that like? Math teacher. I don't even know. Eight. I don't <laughs> be even going to be twelve. I don't do mental math. That's yeah. my big thing. I tell the kids like I suck at mental math. So um, <laughs> math teacher, but I mental math is really hard. Yes, for me. So um, yeah, so almost twelve years. Twelve years. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so have you? Have you noticed a shift in just this? Well, this is a dumb question, but I'm gonna ask. There's you no guys. questions that are dumb. That's good point. Um, good point, teacher. I'm trying to my teachers right now. Have you Love noticed, it. right? <laughs> Let us teach you some math. Have you noticed a shift in your stress levels since you've gotten married and had kids? Oh yeah. <laughs> I was thinking back to my first couple years of teaching. We were down in Upload, and he was going to college to get his doctorate in physical therapy. Okay. And I got my credential, and I moved down to the L.A. area because that's where his program was. And I got to teach my first two years at Upland Uni- um, Unified, and it was seventh grade, the hardest group of seventh graders ever that they have seen at the school for, like, 20 wow. years. But I had a great team, and they worked with me, and, like, they supported me as a new teacher. But after school was over... I was running marathons with people and like training to do marathons and I worked out and like I got to focus on me all the time and it was like work and then what I want to do for myself and like he was busy with school so he was focusing on his school and his his study groups and everything so I had that time for me outside of school and then as soon as we had the twins it was like wait like if I take care of myself, then I'm not with my kids. And right. especially going back to work, I t- took off that first year with the twins because daycare was outrageous. And oh, I was yeah. going to pay more in daycare than I bring home my, pay- my paycheck. Yeah. And so I stayed home 
for the a year, but I'm so social that I really struggled in that because oh, yeah. I needed to have mm-hmm. those other people outside of my own kids and like my kids' lives to be able to socialize with. And I miss the kid, the students, and I miss the teachers. Mm-hmm. And so it lasted one year, and I had to go back. Um, but then it was like work and then family. And then if I wanted to do anything for myself, then I have that. And I still have that guilt of like, I want to be home with my kids, but I know I'm not happy if I'm not able to take care of myself also. And right. so I have to find where that balance is. And sometimes there is no such thing as balance. And that is it's true. like, it's a give and it takes. That's a good point. The elusive but, thing right? Yeah. balance. I yeah. know that that's real. No, I don't think so. <laughs> and like, it's hard, like now that they're getting a little bit older is they can vocalize like, mommy, don't go tonight. Mommy, stay mm-hmm. home. And so I have to be really careful when I choose to be out late or not. And like, I used to sit at Starbucks for hours to get grading done. Because I could focus better out of my house and not worry about the laundry and the kitchen and cooking and right. I get distracted at home. So I would grade at Starbucks. But now if I do that, then I'm not with my kids. And right. so then what happens is I grade at night once they go to bed. And then it's like, you know, 11, 12. And I'm like, I have to get this done because mm-hmm. I need to have it in the grade book for the kids for tomorrow. But then I'm learning like, it's okay if it's like a couple more days later. Like I have mm-hmm. had to learn that balance with the grading also. But yeah, like the kids add so much more like positive stress but like it's a good thing but it is like trying to figure it all out has been really hard Mm -hmm. and it's like you never like I can't win sometimes yeah and so then I let them down and I get frustrated yeah, yeah. Oh, because you're a human as well, right? 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 And I'm, you have needs I'm just not like they super do. Superwoman. Yeah. 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 I think yeah. you're speaking to something that almost every mom can identify with, no matter if they're a stay-at-home mom or working mom. It's just mm-hmm. that tension, mm-hmm. right? Of our own needs and our the needs of the people around us. Yeah, and then like you can be reminded that like if I don't fill myself, then I can't take care of anybody else. Mm-hmm. And so when I start to get those like super stressed out moments or like I'm about to have like breakdowns and like I start feeling my I can feel like I had chest pains a little bit last year with a bunch of other stuff with my life going on with my mom being really sick and so I could feel like pains in my chest and I didn't realize till it was over and I was in some therapy trying to figure out how to do everything Mm -hmm. that that was actually like stress just like stress related like chest pains and so as soon as I start feeling my heart rate go up or like the physical effects of stress I had to be like whoa, 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 stop, like, what are you eating? Are you sleeping enough? And I have to do this, like, checklist to go nice. down to make sure, like, am I working out enough? Oh, I should go to bed earlier, get more sleep and work out in the morning, which I know you guys do, but, like, I can't, I, it's hard for me to get stuff done at night mm-hmm. and to get enough sleep to right. get up in the morning. Right. And so I had my alarm set this morning for 5 o'clock, and no way, like, it went, and <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, if I'm up, I, if I'm on the, we got a Peloton for Christmas from my mom, and so, so I'm like, awesome. if I could be on the bike by 5.30, I could still do my class, and I could still get it done before I have to get ready for school. And then it was like 525. And yeah. then I was like, <laughs> Too late. I can't get ready in that time. My clothes are in the dryer right now. I don't have time to. So, yeah. but I did yesterday. So like I can figure, you know, like one day a week, like it's better than nothing. And yeah, then I'm totally. working out with the trainer sometimes like Tuesday, Thursdays. And so I did it yesterday, but I worked out yesterday. And so I'll do the trainer tomorrow. And so I'm like, if I can do at least like three days a week, yeah. I can physically feel different without yeah. having the stress. Yeah. So... Like that's, yeah. yeah. So it's hard. It's hard. And then I'm like, okay, like I haven't read my Bible very often. Or like, okay, I haven't been praying. Hey God, like you're giving me these like hints of like slow down, like, hello, I'm here kind of conversation. And so there was one time 
I was super stressed. And just, you know, I go through seasons of, like, it's more stressful, and then it gets, it calms down, and then I've got under control, and then it's more stressful again. And so it was last, it was in the fall, I think. And it was, like, a Friday night, and I got home, and I could just feel I was so angry and frustrated with all these different things outside of my control. And so I got home, and I told my cap, I was like, here's the kids. I'm going to go to the, our beauty spot, we call it, at the end of our street, overlooks the um, waterways by North Monterey County High um, in Oak Hills. And so, like, I was able to go to that spot, and the sun was going down. And I took these pictures, and I just, like, prayed, and I wrote out a prayer on the picture. And I have it in my phone, like, to remind me of, like, the, you know, thanking God for the beauty and thanking for, like, just like, to have this place to live and living here. And, and, like, I needed 20 minutes to do that that quiet time by myself and then I came back home and then I was all better and like I it wasn't perfect but I could feel that like God really just like took away a lot of that anxiety and stress awesome. and so like I remind myself like he wants to do that for you but you have to you have to do something to get it from him so you good. have to initiate that, it you know that goes back to some of the stuff you just touched on some of the stuff that we've talked about in the series one of them is that Gratitude. I mean, all the research shows, right, that gratitude is a huge stress reliever and just that active practice of gratitude, right? Mm -hmm. And then just faith, like dialing into your relationship with God in that moment Mm -hmm. worked for you. So that's really, that's cool. And I still struggle a lot with like, you know, the, like the genuine prayers, like we do the like, you know, thank you, Jesus, for this food. You know, that whole, right. like, dinner prayer with the kids all the time. I pray with the kids when they drop off at school. I do the same prayer before they go to bed, the same prayer. But it's, like, it's just, like, reciting a prayer, and it's not mm. true. Praying with your heart, it's different. And, like, I think God hears it, and, like, it's... For sure. He knows if it's, like, just words or if it's, like, truly from the heart. And for so sure. I have to, like, check myself. I'm like, hey, like, am I actually doing that, or am yeah. I just saying it? I feel like that's so, kind of a challenge sometimes when yes. you're in this spot where you're, like, okay, I'm stressed out, mm-hmm. I'm going to sit here and pray, it's like a prescription, and then I'm going to, then what, right? Mm-hmm. But how do you, like, authentically enter into that, like, space of being quiet or meditation to, like, or yeah. prayer, right? Mm-hmm. And make it this heart thing. How do you, like, front load that or prepare yourself? So that it feels more authentic versus mm-hmm. a box that I'm checking. Okay, check, wake up, go on my Peloton bike, check, read the Bible, check, mm-hmm. brush my teeth, check. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel um, sometimes that that's sort of a struggle for me, that I set aside a time for that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's just like, okay, I read my one chapter of the Bible or yeah. whatnot. Yeah. Do you guys have any suggestions? Don't you think that's okay? I just think... Yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I yeah, putting totally. pressure on ourselves to make it authentic or meaningful or whatever sometimes is enough of a barrier. Where it, sometimes it's just not going to be authentic, yeah. right? Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just like I'm rattling off this prayer and it's not authentic, and that's okay. There's yeah. like grace all over that. Oh yeah. But yeah. then you said something that I thought speaks to that because yes, Stace, to, to answer your question, and then I'll let you. <laughs> Since we're interviewing her. Yeah. Um, but I think we all struggle with that to different degrees and in different seasons, mm-hmm. right? Um, but you said you wrote down. Didn't you yeah. say you wrote it down? I wrote it down, yeah. And I find that that can be super helpful. Mm-hmm. And then I Just... planned with the fonts and like made it be this like beautiful, like like your calligraphy that you do, like the mm-hmm. work of art, that it turned into that. But then it was like, wow. But then what's cool is with the, because I do Young Life, and so I can then, 
take that and like share it with my students that I know struggle with a lot of the stress. Mm. And so I find that like God will use that moment to then he'll work with somebody else too. So it's like he's reminding me what I've got to do so then I can remind the kids what they can do. And so if I, I don't do it myself, I can't tell them. I'm super critical. I can't be like, you should pray and give it to God if I don't do it myself. And so that and they're, they're watching everything that I do. Like the kids who I got really close to, they know if I'm stressed. They know. They're like, why are you crying the other day? What was going on? Are you okay? What's happening? What cat gave you for your birthday? What a cat? Like, they're like, they, they, like, they, like, I'm their mom. Like, it's, like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, in a sense, like, I am their mom in yeah. some sense, for sure. And so, like, I find that God will use those moments that even if they aren't, like, off, like, I'm, I've got to read my Bible. I'm going to read this. So I read Psalm, Psalm 1 the other day. And, and I'm trying to do, like, I've never read fully through the Bible, mm-hmm. but I read that. And it was like, God took that and then I had to, I passed it on to the kids because it was like immediately applicable to them. Mm, and it's like, God will find cool. that thing cool. and then we'll just be like, here. And like, it'll, he'll, it's almost like he illuminates for me. Like, remember, like I'm here, like there's a reason why you're doing this. And so I think even if it's not like authentic, it's still, still, he, it still is a purposeful thing. Mm-hmm. And then he's able to use it for good in some way. That's cool. I do feel like yeah. I go through seasons of like, mm-hmm. yes, um, mm-hmm. like I'm just showing up. Yeah. Right. Some, I've gone through years of just anger and being yeah. like, I'm showing up. <laughs> I'm not happy about it. I don't want to be here. Totally. I'm just showing up before you and telling you, God, mm-hmm. you suck. I hate this. Mm-hmm. I hate what's going on. Mm-hmm. I hate this. And that maybe, I don't know if the word obedience is the really the right word, but in the, it became my authentic prayer was... Yeah. This is my raw. This is my real. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. And he knows your heart, too, like, Absolutely. when you're doing that. And, I mean, like, he does discipline us like we discipline our kids. Like, I'm sure Clark doesn't like it when you're yelling him to pick his backpack up off the floor. Or, you know, when I'm <laughs> I like... I never yell at my children. <laughs> I'm like, Wyatt, Wyatt, do your homework. And he's like, I don't like doing homework. And you know, so we have those battles right. all the time, but it's disciplining them. Yeah. So that, like, they don't like it. But then, like, my mom used to read... I started hiding my reports from her because I would write it. And then she would, like, edit with her red pen. And, like, oh. I'd be like, Mom, look, I'm done. She was like, cool, let me read it. And then it was like, there was more oh, red. Than I just did that to my kid last <laughs> night. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I hated it. But then I got good grades on it. And so yeah. in the end, I was like, Mom, th-. I told her like, when I was in college, I was like, thank you for all those. I mean, it was like two in the morning times and I'm crying on the floor. You put too much pressure on me and no one else's mom does this for them. And like, why can't you just leave me alone? And she's <laughs> like, because I love you. I know you can do better. And so that kind of discipline led to now like I can do really good writing and like I was able to write like my college class my first year I didn't even have her I didn't have her read anything for college I didn't even tell her when it was due college class I'm on my own I'm 18 I'm a senior in high school I can do this without you mom but I got A's and the t- professor was like you're the best writer in the class and it was a community college all these you know adults that are going back to school Right. And I was like, okay, mom, like, <laughs> you were right. You were right. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> Actually, I've already gotten a little bit See? of that from my 19 year old. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a good thing. I'm, yeah. I'm still it's in the, the I hate you, mom. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm not there with my kids. No, right you're not there. You're no. in the sweet spot of parenting. Oh, oh they I still mean, think I'm cool and they right. love me. They, they love you. They want me around you and they're so sweet. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, man. 
Yeah, my boys it's are really like, hot. I love it. Like, I'll question myself as, but as I'm getting dressed, I'm like, do I look good or not? I don't know. And I question myself. And then Jaden's like, Mom, you're so beautiful today. Oh. I'm like, you don't know how much I need to hear that right now. So Thank you. Sweet. So it's like when you hear from them in their in their eyes and like what they see. Because I always yes. have self-image issues. And I've always struggled with my weight and everything's been really difficult for me my entire life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, to hear it from him, like how he sees me as beautiful yeah, is like absolutely. so touching. It's and so pure. at the same thing. Yeah, but yeah, it's so pure from a nine-year-old. Totally. Yeah. And I'm like, he's Because you know they're telling you the truth. They can't. They would tell me. They could not. They yeah. could tell you. They're like, Mom, why are you wearing that today? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mom, there's a huge ketchup scene on your shirt. I mean, yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah they would so say that. They would not be shy. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. Okay, so, so we're kind of moving into the close relationships yeah. portion. The our third lens that we look mm-hmm. through, right? And so you've already talked about your husband so much. I want you to tell us how you guys met. Oh my gosh. Okay. So Do you know the answer to this? No. Oh, people, I just want to know. People crack up when they hear this because they know Cap who he is as a man. And we met our freshman year, fall semester, like in September, <gasps> in a country line dancing class. No. <laughs> freshman year of college. Okay. Yeah. So we both moved, but he was still 17 and I was 18. Wow. And so oh we um, both moved up to Humboldt at the same time, our freshman year for college to get away from our parents because it was the farthest north you could go to stay in the state. Wow. And have estate tuition. So ah, August two thousand, we move up there, and um, the I was I took the class so I could meet people, and I love dancing. I love line dancing, but never really knew how. I didn't know all the dances, so I was like, this should be fun, okay. Yeah. And it was a bunch of girls in the class, and like two or three random guys that were there with their girlfriends who decided to take the class as yeah. a PE class. And so the turf, like the professor's telling us like how it's gonna work, and like you know you move this way, and this is the basics of dance. And I was like, I don't know if I'm to do this or not. Like, oh, this is kind of weird. But, you know, maybe it'll be fun. I don't know. I gave it a couple classes. And there was a girl, her name's Stacy, yeah. that, um, that was there that lived in the dorms with Cap. At, um, and so the professor kept saying, we need more guys. We're going to do a partner dance. We need more boys. I don't care if they're signed up or not. Bring boys that you know from the dorms. Bring them. So Cap follows Stacy, thinking that she was pretty cute, and was like, "Okay, sure, I'll go, whatever." And he, I swear, he walked in the door, and I was like, "What?" Like I was instantly attracted no to him. Yes, and so then I did the little girl thing where I was like maneuvering myself to be next to him when we were dancing, <laughs> yeah. in front of him, behind him, whatever. But like I'd be around him, and then we got partnered up. Like the third or fourth class, he was there. You're like yes. To well, we we got in a circle to, and it was like girls on the outside, boys on the inside, and it just happened to be, and I I didn't try to force it that he was my partner, and so we just started talking and then like messed around. He knew how to dance and I didn't, so he was like showing me some swing moves and we were just having a really good time, and Thank I you. drove my I rode my bike for the very first time and the very last time to class, and so he walked me back to the dorms with my bike. And from then on, every class he came, and we walked together, and then we started dating, and then he, he, he um, his dad called on his birthday in November, 
uh, November 9th is his birthday. And so he turned 18 then, and his dad was very strict and like very, you know, you're at school and he was always work first and like get your work done and then go play. But he was very businesslike. And so I got the keys to his dorm from his RA to let me in to decorate his room for his birthday to surprise him. Aww. And his dad called <laughs> while I was there. <laughs> and I answered it so he would stay asleep because I thought it was like this was one of our friends calling to wake him up. And he's like, hello, who's this? And I was like, <laughs> oh, oh no. no. <laughs> yeah, I could do not. Okay. So, so he, so, you know, so I was like, happy birthday, Cap, here's your dad. And like his dad, like, he didn't chew him out, but just like, you're there for school. You need to be focusing on. girl dude in your room. Yes, yeah. yeah. Why is there a girl in your room? We were only like dating for a couple of weeks at that point. And so like, oh my God. Yeah. It's like, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And so that was in October, I think. And then we've been, yeah, October 15th. And then we've been solid pretty much since then. Yeah, there was a point wow. in 2005 where we were like, we're either going to get married or we're not. Let's take some time. And I was in D.C. as a tour guide for the semester. I took a semester off. And a tour would, guide? Yeah. Interesting. That, there's a whole story there. Okay. Too. <laughs> but so we were apart. And so we, because we, we, were like, we were serious, like either we need to date other people and like find who we're going to marry because we're getting to that age. Or we're going to need to decide we're going to get married because it would have been five years. And like, what's, what are we going to do now? Like, we haven't dated anybody else throughout college. What are we going to do? And so he dated this girl who we always kind of had a little bit of interest in, but who we were together and never did anything and never, like, acted on it. And so they dated for, like, four or five days, I think. And I heard from him, oh, she doesn't hold my hand like you do. And she doesn't, you know, like, oh my God. like, like all the, like, just, like, kiss, like, like I heard it from him. And then I heard like, I this. I mean, yeah, my friends too, like, oh, it's not C, we were C squared. So Captain Carolyn, I was into math, though. We were C squared. It's not C squared. It's not the same. And like, like, this just looks weird. So I heard it from both sides, but it kind of sealed the deal for both of us that it was like, no, like this is meant to be. And so then we got engaged in 2006, I think. Yeah. And then we <laughs> wow. got married in 2008. So, Two years after you got engaged. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So we started, we dated for almost eight years. Wow. But I think what happened with that is we both matured and grew, but we also like had our independent life along with our life together. We were mm-hmm. always good to balance giving each other freedom. So we weren't like the couple that was always together all the time. Yeah. We had our own friends and we did our own thing and we like made sure there was space for that. And even now, like, we do that, and I think it's what saves us from not hitting each other so much or getting bitter, jealous. <laughs> if he's, you know, if he, right. if he's doing this thing with someone else, like, I, I trust him. I know, like, no, we're, like, it's fine. And he does the same thing for me. Like, we trust each other, and we have our own lives, but we have our united life together. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, yeah. That's great. <laughs> that was good. What a good stress reliever. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. yeah, I mean... Isn't it interesting how we find people who compliment us like that mm-hmm. so often? Mm-hmm. So then let's move in a little bit into community. Yeah. How does community play into your life in terms of stress? Um, is that, is that, let's see. Have you so thought about that? I thought about it a little bit. Um, it adds to stress in some mm-hmm. aspects, but then it also takes away stress in other aspects. And so, like, I was listening to your community podcast, like, on the way here, because I wanted yeah. to do that last part, right? Yeah. And so, you were talking about the road rage in driving, <laughs> and, like, I swear when I'm super stressed, I get way more road rage than when I'm not super stressed. Yeah, and so, like, and my kids can see it. And, like, I snap at my kids when I start to get to that point, mm-hmm. and then, like, I, you know, and I make them feel horrible, which is makes me feel even more horrible, right? And so, um... 
so it can add to it or like I get that pressure from everywhere like mm. oh you're Carolyn you're really good at leading you should lead this or oh you should do this so I get like that stress added on because I care and I'm passionate about what I do and about my students and like what affects them and so I can you know like I can always do more you never could do enough like there's so always true. more for you to do especially right. in education and mm. when you're a leader people see it and then they're like, well, you're good at making networks with people and like good at like building relationships. Why don't you do this next thing? Right. And I'm like, but I don't want to. So like there's that, but then it's also supportive and reassuring when I have communities. So when I am stressed, I'm questioning myself and what's going on. I have people around me to remind me what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And then, like, I'm trying to, like, find people, like, you help me with Jaden on Saturday or on Monday. And I'm able to, like, build in that. Yeah, like, I'm learning how to ask for more help, Mm -hmm. but it's hard to build it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of my, like, you were talking about your story about the parents group, right? Mm -hmm. And I had a group of, um, there were four four or five families when I, right before I had Miles. So like six years ago, we started, um, it was a life group through First Baptist and we really enjoyed Ito's company and we did Bible studies together. We were together for like two or three years and then we had to, you know, move on and go to a different church. And so it was hard because that meant that that group kind of, we had to leave that group, but those people are still part of our lives in other ways, which is really cool. And so like when we came to a birthday party last weekend and for Miles, and so she had a son, like in June when I had Miles in February. So those boys, we still see each other at different parties and we still care about each other. Yeah. And I know if I'm like, hey, can you help me with this? Like if she's available, she will. And, and so I have friends from another parent group when the twins were little twins group. And like Cute. I can call, I'm like, hey, Patricia, can you help me with this thing? Or she does catering, professional catering. And so when we had my Super Bowl party, she came over and it's a birthday party at the same time. And she comes over, beautiful cake, and she arranges the napkins just right, and she does the food for yeah, us. What a good friend I she, have. Yeah, yeah. She's, like, friends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's so good at what she does, uh, and but she enjoys doing it, yeah. and like and so and she was like, "You're you're a true friend." Like we've been friends now for almost nine years. Wow. But we had that year I took off with the twins. We walked almost every single day, and she lived right up the hill from me, so we were like you know maybe a half mile apart, and so we would meet. And we'd walk three miles with the kids in the stroller. And we would just walk and talk to moms with twins. And her twins are almost a year older than mine. And so I've been always good, I think, at finding community to support me outside of just having my husband. Because Cap's great at doing a lot of things, but we're different personalities too. And so, like, we bounce each other out, but then we have different perspectives on things. And so I've been always pretty good where I get placed, like where God says, like, you need to go here now. I can build that around me because one of my gifts is to build relationships. Yeah. And so, so what, speaking of relationships, yes. one of the groups in the community that you mentioned earlier, oh, Young Life, I was going to ask you question. Yeah. yeah. Um, is oh, a like an outreach organization, Christian outreach organization for high school students, middle school and high school, middle school and, high school. and they actually right. have college groups also. That's right, mm-hmm. and it's actually international. It was yep. started like in Texas. I was a student staff for Young Life, but no program staff member a billion years ago. Um, but so what are some other community organizations that mm-hmm. you're involved in? As a yeah. teacher, you run so, that program at your school? Yeah, so life? I moved to Alvarez three years ago, and mm-hmm. I've always wanted to be part of some kind of youth program, and I was at another church we were at for a little bit, and then um, 
at Alvarez, when I walked on campus, I was doing this tour with all the other new teachers. They said, you could run a club if you want to on campus instead of doing adjunct hours. So instead of doing sports supervisions and dances and all that, you could Best be, duty. yes, all that <laughs> stuff, right? Then you can have your own club and be an advisor for a club and then, you know, lead that with kids. And so I was like, huh, like, I always want to do like a Bible club of some sort. And so then someone at um, church said, I asked, like, do you know the person who has young life? And so I got her phone number, Jessica's phone number, right. and I sent her a text or I think I called her. And she was just coming back from sabbatical, but she's like, while I was gone on sabbatical, I was praying for Young Life to happen at Alvarez. Wow. And she's like, you Whoa. literally are like the answer to this prayer. That's and so, so cool. Jessica and I have gotten really close and built community with each other, both being moms and both being like Christian women that are leaders involved in a lot of different so things, cool. you know, and connecting with students as like, wait, my students are way more than just a student. And a lot of my closest young life students are not even my students at all, which is crazy. Like some of the kids on campus aren't even my kids. I've never had them in my classroom, but as a student, but they're a part of the club yeah. and they come in. And so like Melly is probably the, was the very first student that I got close to. And she came into club because we got for pizza when we have club. Yeah. And so she, with a book group of friends came in, one of our first meetings to have pizza and we played games and we had a little club talk and pizza and then we went to camp that fall and we got to know each other a little bit and then um we just kind of started to connect to build connections there and then now over the last three years we've gotten a lot closer and she babysits for me but like she and I she's like we need girl time when can we have girl time and so like she'll babysit for the night and spend the night and then like we'll sit we were up until three in the morning the other day talking and and we're such different personalities and like it's it's we're whole we never probably would have just been friends but it's like God just put like dropped her into my life and I've been able to be there as a mentor to support her and encourage her to do things and she applied to Humboldt actually for college and she she got accepted and we were all excited that she's gonna go to Sac State I think but she was like probably because that's where you said it was good and I I just want to see if I can get in and so it was like super it's cool to see those networks of kids kind of build up and like I I care so much about my students that it's really hard sometimes because I've had to make some tough calls and I've had to like set boundaries and it's really walking the teacher life as well as a young life leader's life like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of fine lines that I have to be really careful about and you know like it's I have to really be praying like am I doing the right thing Jessica this is happening is this right or not like help me with the young life teacher perspective because there's some things where I'm like well if I'm just a teacher, I probably wouldn't do this, but because I'm a young life leader and I'm not like, I'm allowed to be talking about God, but not in front of my students, in front of the class. I'm not doing anything like that. I'm not supposed to be doing, but is that okay? Like it's, it's just, it's such a fine line sometimes that I have to really question like, and I've had so much, and I think this is the enemy like coming in of like questioning, is this right or not? And like taking away sometimes these opportunities of like, you know, doubting sometimes of, should I be saying this or should I be, driving them here and there and so young life has insurance and so like you know when students go with me outside of school after school technically as a teacher you wouldn't drive anybody without permission slips but because it's contact work with young life I'm covered under their insurance but I have to people know on campus now that's what I'm doing and like no one questions anything but it's so it's so different but like God will put kids in my life who have really troubled homes and really you know identity issues and all kinds of stuff and 
I really, you know, like I can be that person in their life to give them light and love. And like, I see, I have one student that has a lot of anxiety, a lot of traumatic things in, in their life going on. And like, she goes to the nest a lot for, which is our like wellness center for support. And they couldn't see her when she was there for a while. And so she came back to class and she was just like, she, but she comes to club. So she's one of my young life students, but she's also a student in my class. Mm. And so, like, I could just see that anxiety and that stress still, but, like, that she listens to all of our messages and knows what I believe. And, like, we're gotten really close this last year. And I just said, Dakota, close your eyes and give it to God right now. Like, one-on-one in the back of my classroom right. while the groups are working on something. And, like, like Dakota, close your eyes. And, like, just sat there and prayed for about a minute and then looked at me and they're like, like and like literally like god like took off some of that stress and they were to go back to class or back to their group and start working and then the next day like wow like i feel way better i just got chills thinking about that like oh like i feel better like it's not perfect but wow like it's actually working and so like god gives me those opportunities in class to do that that i never would have had any other way so young life like is building kid community for supporting me as a teacher but also as a leader. And then I have the Young Life community of um, the area director and other leaders in Young Life that I can call Tiffany as one of our leaders. And mm-hmm. I can say, like, hey, Tiff, can you help me with the kids? And so she'll come in, she'll meet me, or she'll pick up somebody for me, or she'll help me when I need you know, that gap coverage a little bit. And so I've been able to like build that with Young Life. And then on campus, we have like seven or eight teachers that have actually come out and said like I'm Christian too let's get together on Fridays so we have this like we don't do every Friday because I'm not there or someone's not there you know things happen but we like purposely go to have lunch in someone's classroom and we kick the kids out and we talk to each other about what's going on in our lives and From like adult to adult wow. I know our kids for like 30 <laughs> minutes straight like we have this conversation and so like we decided to start a book the enemies of the heart book so that we can talk about you know like what's going on in our lives and like what struggles do we have in our hearts and how are we going to deal with it and it's a faith-based book and so we can like all you know we worship together sometimes so one of them plays guitar and is a worship leader so we'll wow. sing one or two songs to the guitar like we'll pray for each other we have Who's like that? who's your worship leader kyle griffith okay. is he's he's in santa cruz okay. so he does he does worship there and so cool. he will bring us a guitar and like so we'll cool. we'll play and or he'll play and we'll sing just one or two songs yeah, but like that community of of adult christians on campus who are willing to like put it out there. And then there's some that are coming to club, showing up to club, even though they're not like actually like young life leaders. We went from me to now we have three teacher leaders that like on paper registered with young life as, as youth leaders on their campus. And then other teachers that continue just to come to club and just to show up and be there. So I think it helps the kids to identify who they are and be like, oh yeah, like I believe also. And I'm another adult on campus that you connect with yeah. and tell their kids to come to club. So we had 30 kids today at wow, Lunch Club. Wow. And, yeah. And it was cool. Like, our, one of our leaders did the message. And so, and it was all about, like, God can take away the scars that are in your heart mm. and give you a clean heart. And, like, I got chills watching it because, like, the kids are so intent and looking at them and listening. Wow. And, like, they hear. They're silent. They're respectful. And wow. it's lunchtime. And they're choosing to be there. Hmm. So, like, it's been really cool to see that club grow 
and the kids to grow in there and like to see Melody from her sophomore year now to her senior year almost ready to graduate and mm. see that maturity in her not just through like just as she becomes more of a young woman but also like she's gone close Jessica has gone to camp and has done work crew and like she's so comes come so far in her faith and as a youth leader for the middle school kids yeah. and so to see that growth in three years has been amazing well it sounds to me like um a, a big stress reliever for you is using your gifts yes mm-hmm. would you say that that's true yes. like being in a situation where you feel like you're able to use mm-hmm. yeah when I and I always I feel like I need to I use my gifts to help others. That's I, I'm a helper, and I'm yeah. and Do like you know that, the enneagram. Like camera? I haven't done enneagram yet. I need to. I okay. keep hearing about it. Well, so when you can do, me. when you decide to do that, you can explore because you know it's ever supposed to tell you what number you are. Oh, okay, you're the only one who can decide. Okay, but you can explore the number two and see if maybe <laughs> you might identify with some of the two ness. Yeah, I'm sure I do. What's well, my favorite number, anyways? That there you go. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite number. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, you light yeah. up when you talk about the things that you do that you're clearly gifted at. And yeah. so I think even though it sounds like, you know, there's work involved oh, with this, a lot. the oh, things yeah. that you do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it gives you life and peace mm-hmm. to some degree because you're able to use the gifts that you have. So. And I, I have to be careful, though, that I don't use it as a deflector yeah. to look at my own, to cover up my own stuff. Interesting. We use busyness as a way to, like, hide and cover up our own things and so uh, (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. so like there are times when I will realize that I'm too busy to realize what's actually happening in my own heart and it's and that's That's actually one of the things that our book's talking about right now was like like do a check-in with like where is your heart and like you know sometimes we our hearts like a volcano where like we're okay we're okay and all of a sudden we explode right it's because we're not taking care of something that's in our heart yeah and it's like where did that come from and it's like it's been there all along you just haven't been paying attention to it. Right. And so it's been, I've been like trying this last year. Or so it's been a huge stressful year, but wonderful year all at the same time. Yeah. Like being awarded the award was a huge surprise in December. And then um, I'm doing instructional coaching this year, which I love doing, but it also pulls me from the classroom a little bit more. Right. And then I'm getting pressure like, oh, you should do this job next year and not be in the classroom at all. And so right. I'm like, wait, no, that's not really where I want to go. So there's been a lot of stress and pressures and that, you know, just in work life. And then trying to do all this stuff at home too, like, you know, laundry and being a chauffeur for my children. Yeah. And so like that causes a lot of anxiety and stress. So it's easier just to focus on the good stuff is happening right. and not focused, but I can tell a few weeks ago, like I was, I had a huge, I snapped because I was mm-hmm. so stressed with yeah. stuff at work. I stressed with my kids, stressed with chauffeuring and right. I wasn't praying and I wasn't working out and I was eating a bunch of garbage. Right. And as soon as I realized it though, and I was like, come out here, take it. And then I was able to start focusing. It's not all better, but like, I'm able to manage it more. And it's like, I'll go through those phases. That sounds like growth to me. I mean, it's huge. Right? (laughs) To be able to identify it. Yeah. And and step it back a little bit is a big, Mm -hmm. big deal. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So at this point in our interview, um, as you know, since you listen to our podcast, Uh at the end of every episode, we issue a small, Uh (laughs) doable, (laughs) via con Dios. 
so it's just something for our listeners. Now, mm-hmm. I've been writing notes, so I have a couple of ideas already. Okay. But I always offer first to you if you've thought of something or can just, something comes to mind right now, um, a small little not challenge mm. or encouragement or um, idea. idea or mantra that you would love to share with our listeners. I think the biggest thing that I keep saying all the time to myself and to my students, to my children is give it to God. That's probably like the biggest thing that I've been, I don't, I'm not perfect at it by any means, but like when I do that, then it definitely changes a lot. And so it'll, it's, that would probably be my one thing that you, it's easy to say and it's hard to do, mm-hmm. but I think so. It, when you say yeah. give it to God, yeah. do you mean like, release like control or the sense of of hanging on to something too yeah. closely? Is that what you mean? When you yeah, say or like just being like, God, I know you're in control right now. Help me through this and like take this stress and help me figure out what to do. Like I think that's more of like giving, like releasing control because I'm a, I'm yeah. a, con- a teacher. Like I'm a controller and I've got to have control over my house and I got control over the classroom and like you know and being a mom like I've got to just make sure everything we have the groceries in the house and all that stuff right and so when I start to get really stressed it's like hey god like take the stress right now that I have and take it and then help me figure out what I'm doing next and so like cap cap is so good at being like one day at a time and it's like give it to god and then what like what's next like focus on the next thing to do instead of looking at the whole thing because i get overwhelmed and right. i'm a visionary so i'm like i'm impatient so i'm like i want this thing that i know is really awesome everywhere right now yeah like let's go like fix it yeah. just jump on it and do it but right. like people are people and it's hard to make change and like it's like I, I feel like i've been tasked to do some changes and it's like it's hard so i'm like hey god like give me the directions and mm-hmm. give me the so it's almost like the, a 10 paragraph prayer yeah. one little <laughs> mantra yes. i'm giving it to god basically <laughs> i like yeah and then breathe probably would be yeah, the other breathe. one yeah yeah so give it to god and breathe and then yeah. move on yeah very okay. good. Well, thank you for joining us yes. so thank much. You. And thank so you fun. for so being thankful. a listener. And <laughs> we and, can talk for hours. And encouraging oh, us. Yeah, we We've talked yes. back and forth over private messages and stuff with Carolyn and sometimes yeah. when she's listened in on the podcast. <laughs> and it's been so encouraging for yes. us. And yes. um, so we appreciate you and, and encourage you. our other listeners to send us messages and continue to communicate yes. with us. We love it. Awesome. We love it so much. Thank you. All right. You guys, we really want to connect with you. Would you please reach out to us and tell us what you think? Tell us what you hear that you love. Tell us what you hear that you have questions about. Tell us what you hear that you hate. Whatever it is, we just want to hear from you. Yeah, you can tell us on all of our social media. Post a picture or something on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We are on Twitter, The Jackie and Stacy Show. And you can also go to our website. We have the JackieandStacyShow.com. I know it's shocking. Or JackieandStacy.com. And Stacy's so good at always reminding you, my name ends with an I-E. Jackie yeah. with an I-E. And Stacy's with a E-Y. That's how you can tell us apart. Just kidding. Or you could look at us. <laughs> Details. Uh, make sure you use our hashtag, too, the Jackie and Stacy Show. Use via con Dios. Or the topic. That's right. Absolutely. So email us, come to our website, go to social media. We want to connect with you. Absolutely. And we want to see what you're doing out there in the world. Vaya con Dios.